Let's take a trip across the pond. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. ATA Nation, welcome back. This is episode 66 of the ATA Nation podcast. My name is Senior Master Zach Hayden, and I will be your host for today. I appreciate all the uh, contacts we've been having on uh, Instagram. I appreciate you guys. Um, I try to message everybody back um, in a timely fashion. Lots going on. But um, as you're listening to this, you might be like me on your way to Fall Nationals. One of the or the largest national event the ATA has ever had. Um, We might break 2,000 competitors. Um, I know there's over 200 teams registered for sparring and combat. Uh, It's just going to be a huge event. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I am super excited about being there in Pittsburgh. Um, And this episode drops right before, um, or actually right at the time that I'll be driving over there um, with my family. Uh, my uh, wife and my kids are going to be able to make it with us as well. And my um, mother and father are coming as long to help babysit the kids while we do some training. So I am thrilled. It's going to be so much fun. Fall Nationals, they're going to be announcing, and some of this has been announced already, but some uh, improvements, some things that we're going to be helping to make our instructors just all the more professional. And uh, I brought on uh, for this episode, uh, uh, Chief Master Schreiber, who is uh, um, the ATA's legal counsel. He's a school owner. Um, he has He's a Rhodes Scholar. He's got uh, a software product that uh, uh, many uh, martial arts schools use as well. So he's just uh, an all-around really smart guy. Um, and I brought him on to talk about Safe Sport, which is a, um, a product for... Um, parents, but specifically for instructors and those who are dealing with our students to just make our organization even better. Um, Let's talk more about it in our interview for today. Special guest interview. ATA Nation, we are excited to have with us uh, Chief Master Schreiber. He is the uh, ATA's legal counsel as well as director of ATA Europe. He's coming from us. Uh, he's coming to us from across the pond in Britain. How are you today, sir? I'm great, sir. Thank you. How are you? I am wonderful. It's great to have you on the show. Um, I know in the past we've talked uh, a little bit about your. Um, you know, your history in the ATA and whatnot. And uh, today we wanted to have you on in a little bit of a different, um, you know, capacity. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this thing called safe sport. Some of our uh, licensees will have heard about this and uh, hopefully some of our students out there, but we wanted to bring it to everybody. Great. Well, this is something that we have been uh, working with for a while. The, the, the safe sport training has been available to ATA instructors for a couple of years, but we're expanding it. Um, and safe sport is an organization that uh, provides policies and training for a, a lot of different organizations that that work with kids in sport. Uh, and and it's the training and the policies are, are required for organizations that are involved with the Olympics and the Paralympics. Um, but 
we've, we made our own decision as a martial arts organization that we wanted to ex- offer this training and ensure that our instructors uh, are trained and understand these policies so that we can create a safe environment for the students who train in our schools and for the, the young leaders who work in our schools as well. Well, it's a really neat um, training. I know I've, I've gone through it um, and it covers things um, such as, you know, harassment, um, but things like, um, um, you know, how how we keep kids safe from um, each other, but making sure that we're looking at um, abuse and lots of different things. Um, uh, w- just what are some of the topics that are in this training? Yeah, there's, there's a number of topics. And like you say, that they're all involved. The purpose of all of them is to ensure that we uh, keep the kids safe when they're training in our schools from each other and also from people in positions of supervision or authority over them. Um, so topics include things like inappropriate relationships between instructors and students, um, child sexual abuse, how to recognize it, what our reporting obligations are, and, and how to respond if, it's, uh, if someone brings a report to us bullying, hazing, and other kinds of harassment, and how to, how to make sure that we're creating an environment that does not promote those behaviors and that um, that models good behaviors for kids, for the students in our school, um, as well as emotional and physical misconduct, both from coaches or instructors and from fellow students. And, and Safe Sport is, uh, like you said, been um, one of the leaders in helping um, any organization that's part of the Olympics. Um, I know, you know, uh, in the last what five years or so, um, U.S. gymnastics has had just a horrible, um, you know, story that's gone on. And these guys are one of the ones that were, uh, I, I understand, it, are brought in or part of the the corrections that they've tried to make afterwards. Um, so it's it's you know a, a really high reputable um, organization that's doing this. And um, from my understanding, like not. I mean, your your kids' basketball uh, is probably not, you know, their their basketball coach or you know their little league guy or whatever is probably not um, certified in this or or have taken this course. Um, but this is something that we're encouraging um, all ATA school uh, owners, instructors, and then even parents. Um, there's a course that parents can take too. Correct. Yes, that's right. And, and I, I think this does make us a leader, not only in the martial arts industry, but in the, the field of providing athletic activity and physical skills rec- uh, instruction for kids. Like you say, most activities that kids participate in, probably uh, the coaches have not gone through this training or not required to go through this training. We've had it available for several years as an optional training for our instructors. And as of fall nationals next month in Pittsburgh, we will start requiring all facilitators, which means all licensed and certified ATA school and club owners to complete this training once every three years. So, so we really want to make sure that, um, that people understand these policies, that they're trained and equipped to, to implement them, and that they stay current with it because things change and the policies change a little bit over time in response partly to incidents that, we, that you learn about, like the gymnastics stuff. Um, so yes, the training is available for parents, it's available for students, uh, it's available for instructors, and we actually give leadership points to instructors who complete it, and it's required for school owners as of next month. Well, that, I think that's a great um, step for our organization. We've been talking um, on the podcast with some uh, um, young school owners, um, you know, and and talking to them about doing this as a career, 
And, you know, you're just looking at what ATA offers and what they're doing um, to professionalize the industry and uh, the job is is pretty incredible. I know ATA just uh, not on the safe sports side, but just recently introduced um, some other training uh, for licensees and instructors. And uh, um, from my understanding, um, at some point that might become a, a requirement as well, but right now is uh, offered. Um, and again, these are just things that we as instructors, school owners, licensees uh, can take into our communities and say, hey, we are you know, not the, the random guy down the street. We are trained educators. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think there's a long history in the ATA of professionalizing and, and providing a much higher standard than than was traditionally found in martial arts and in youth uh, recreational activities, starting under Eternal Grandmaster decades ago when he created the first instructor manual to make sure our instructors are all trained uh, and under, understand not only how to perform martial arts, not only how to convey our curriculum, but also how to actually teach people of different ages and different abilities. ATA was a pioneer in, in providing special abilities, competition and tournaments. We were a pioneer in, uh, in having a centralized computer system to, to track our members and communicate with them. Uh, pioneer in, in, in having the first national published uh, martial arts magazine for its members. So there's, there's just a long history going back 50 years of the ATA being more professional than, than anyone else in the industry, I think. And and this is just the latest step in trying to ensure that our instructors are as professional as possible and the, and the environment that we provide is as well. Um, I think the, the training you were just referring to is, is the Treliant training, which is another partnership that, that we've just formed. Treliant is an organization that provides um, training resources for corporations worldwide to ensure that their employees are complying with laws in various jurisdictions. The training that, that we've arranged for our instructors to get through Treliant um, has to do with sexual harassment, cultural sensitivity, religious sensitivity. Um, so just like the safe sport training is, is designed to make sure that the students, the kids who train with us are in a safe environment, the Treliant training is designed to make sure that our staff and our volunteers and our instructors all have a, a safe and supportive environment as well. Um, and it, that that training is optional, but actually, it, it, just like with the face sport training, school owners will be required to go through the Treliant training starting next month with fall nationals. And a lot of uh, there are certain states in the country that are already re uh, requiring these uh, kinds of trainings if the you have a certain number of employees or or whatnot. So it's really ATA is just um, doing. Um, what needs to be done ahead of time, you know, we're, we're looking at the future and going, Hey, this is what helps create great locations, great, uh, training facilities, great staffing. Um, and let's get out there and, and do it, um, before somebody comes and requires, you know, we, we don't want to be the Olympics and be, you know, like, Hey, you know, these, these things have happened and we need to now come in and do something. We need to look at prevention um, rather than, than fixing things. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And like you say, there are a number of states that require that employers of a certain size provide uh, regular training for their staff on sexual harassment issues. California, for example, I think it's if you have more than five employees, then uh, you have to offer this training to your employees every two years. 
So we're ahead of the curve on that because um, this is available not only in California, but nationwide. It's required of all of our school owners, not just the the big employers. Um, We're going to be doing it on a regular basis. And um, the training that Treliant provides complies with the, the requirements of the states that have those laws on their books. That's nice that, that, you know, as an individual licensee, um, let's say my state requires something, I don't have to go out and be like, oh, what training, what do I have to look for? What is you guys, ATA has already um, vetted, found the, the resources that are, are needed for us, and we can do that. I, I know I have started, um, I've gone through a couple of the Treliant uh, courses um, so far. They're, you know, it's they're easy to go through. They're nice and quick, you know, but they're, you know, they give you the information and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's it's another great resource. Um, I know personally, I need to go back through the Safe Sport training. I went through it, um, I, I think, right away when it was released. So that's probably been three, three four years ago already. So I, I know I should go through uh, again. Well, you'll have to in, in order to get your next <laughs> instructor. But, but actually, yeah, you know, um, I redid the safe sport training just over the last few days in preparation for this interview with you because it had been a little while since I had done it as well. Uh, and there, like, there have been some modifications since last time I did it. So that's, that's one reason it's important to do it uh, occasionally mm-hmm. and not once. But it's really good training. I was very impressed, again, going through it in the last couple of days at how comprehensive it is, how easy it is to go through it. They provide a lot of um, realistic scenarios to give you a real understanding of what these policies look like in practice. I, I totally agree. From when I took it, um, I remember being impressed with the program. Um, you know, I really appreciated that it was very, uh, you know, it is for sports. You know, that's what we do. So it wasn't, you know, a, a generic, um, you know, a, what do we do? You know, uh, years and years and years ago, we did that. Uh, it was like from the Boy Scouts or something like that. Um mm-hmm. Um, program and it, this was really the safe sport program is really nice because it is um, very it, it sports you know it, it's very applicable to what we do you can see how it fits right in um, so you're not watching something and going I, I don't know how this pertains or whatnot so um, I, I I'm sure you uh, encourage everybody out there to go ahead and take it um, uh, licensees and uh, facilitators um, make sure you're you're getting ready if you haven't already taken it uh, as well. Um, a piece of advice or, or thoughts on that for us, sir? Yeah. So as I, as you know, we'll be requiring it of facilitators starting with fall nationals, but over the next year or so, it'll become a requirement for all instructors. Anyone going for a level three instructor certification will have to do the safe sport and the Treliant training. Um, and for those who are not level three instructors or facilitators, it's available uh, for people who are testing for higher ranks in the ATA, one of the things that you need to do in order to be eligible to test is earn a certain number of leadership points. And you can get leadership points by attending seminars at world championships and other national events, by judging at testings, by judging at tournaments. Um, but we do give leadership points for the safe sport and reliant training. So um, anyone who does the safe sport training earns 10 leadership points. And if you do all of the required Treliant training, um, whether it's required for you or not, you get 10 additional leadership points. So, so in addition to getting important training and equipping yourself to, to provide a good environment for all the people that you work with and, and all the students that you train, it helps you to move toward your next rank in the ATA as well. Great. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I've got a couple of students looking at their points currently to see, you know, when they're going to be eligible. 
And uh, um, I will remind them again that uh, this is a great option for them. Um, I mean, it's good anyways. I like to, you know, just learn the material. Um, Like you said, we want to be uh, the most professional out there. So I think it's important whether we're getting points or not. But uh, points are always, always bonuses out there. So um, real quick, while I've got you on here, um, uh, how's ATA Europe going? Good. You know, I, I came out here about a year and a half ago, and uh, we were still in the pandemic at the time. There were, there were still lockdowns going a lot on in a lot of European countries, and there hadn't been a live European ATA event since 2019. So uh, since I've been here, I've gotten to know a lot of the leaders here. We have some really phenomenal instructors and masters in Europe, um, and we've we've had two live events already this year. We did a great European camp. And then we did an instructor camp also. Both of those were in Portugal, where we have our biggest presence. Um, and I think we had 200 people at the, the European camp in April and, and 80 instructors at our camp a couple of weeks ago. So there's a lot of energy. There's We're seeing growth. We're, we're seeing people within their own schools. They're seeing a lot of growth now that the pandemic is easing up. But we're also seeing new schools and clubs open up. So it's an exciting time to be here. That's awesome. Well, um, I know uh, um, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, of Great Britain, and uh, one of these days um, when you guys host something there, I'm just going to have to come out and use it as a business expense um, so that I can come visit again uh, yes. because uh, um, you know it's it's cool to see what uh, is happening over there in uh, ATA Europe. Um, you know, I, it was great to see. I know some of the uh, on social media they had some of the the trainings and stuff that you guys have been doing out there when the camps and things. Um, and so, uh, continued, uh, uh, you know, skills out there. Um, hopefully, uh, everything continues in the pandemic side of things and everybody stays, you know, back to normal. Um, sure. any, any big plans, any big goals for, uh, Europe in the next year or two? Oh, well, you know, we we have our, the the biggest thing on our agenda right now is planning the next European camp, which is going to happen in the end of April 2023. So for all the listeners out there, if you want to make a trip out to Portugal in April, uh, we're planning a really exciting camp because we will have uh, our new presiding grandmaster, MK Lee, there as a special guest. We also will have uh, chief master candidate Andrade coming from Brazil because one one of our goals here in Europe is to start connecting better with the rest of the world. Historically... Mm-hmm. Because the ATA was founded in the U.S. and the biggest number of ATA schools was in the U.S., school owners and club owners outside of the U.S. felt kind of distant and isolated. Um, And so one of my roles with ATA, not only in Europe but worldwide, has been to try to build stronger connections between headquarters and the international schools and between international schools in one part of the world and other parts. So we're Mm -hmm. we're excited to have Master Andrade coming out so we could strengthen our ties with Latin America uh, and and, – one of the exciting things that will be happening at this camp is that we will be doing a European mastership ceremony where Grandmaster MK Lee will be dubbing uh, our, some masters here in Europe, a new master as well as several who became masters in 2020 but didn't get to be part of a ceremony. Yes. Well, that's great. I know um, I know it was rough for uh, those masters around the world during 2020 who were wanting to go through their ceremonies, you know, travel restrictions, all kinds of things, even, you know, the year or two after um, COVID. So um, I, I, that's really great to hear um, that uh, they're going to get taken care of. So, yeah, well, sir. sir, 
We want to thank you for your time today. Thank you. Um, I know uh, we had to, uh, you know, some scheduling things because um, obviously there's quite a time change between uh, here and there. Uh, so we appreciate you making time for uh, us and ATA Nation today. Well, thank you, sir. It's been great talking to you again. Yes, sir. I always enjoy talking to uh, Chief Master Schreiber, um, just a, a cool guy. Um, I love to see these advancements um, for our schools, for our instructors, uh, for our leaders, as we are just paving the way as uh, the, the top uh, martial arts organization out there. Um, so super cool. Um, I know uh, I've been taking I've taken the safe sport. I need to do it again because I'd like to uh, see um, just go through it again. And I was uh, recently working on um, the Treliant uh, stuff as well. So um, like the ability to stay up to date, just just show that we are, um, you know, doing what we can to make sure we have the best athletes out there and the safest, uh, most responsible facilities. So super cool. Ladies and gents, that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, if you see me at Fall Nationals, make sure you say hi. Uh, maybe we can uh, get a, a selfie, put it on the uh, ATA Nation podcast Instagram feed. Um, if you have any feedback, if you have any questions uh, that you'd like, any guests that you'd love to hear on the podcast, uh, shoot us a message, shoot us a DM over there on Instagram. Until next time, make sure you're out there taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. So I usually take a, a, a mini mic to these uh, national and world events with the, the thought that I'm going to do some interviews. But man, half the time I just get so busy and uh, you wouldn't know it by the uh, the podcast uh, but, uh, I'm kind of an introvert and I, I don't love to just jump people and be like, Hey, let me interview you. Um, I did do that to some brand ambassadors, um, at worlds this year, but other than that, I, you know, it's not my thing, but I'll probably have a, a, a mic with me. If you see me at nationals, um, you know, be like, Hey, I have something to say on the podcast. If you do have something to say, we'll see. See you guys there.